Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ramble, Rinse, Repeat. I'm Richie. I'm Ashley. Hi. We got a temporary setup today. Yeah. And um, a new dog. Yeah. This is River Phoenix, Brockatuzak. Say hi, River. Flip over where our address is. Hi, River. <laughs> He's been, we've had him for exactly one week today. It's been so great. Yeah, if you can't tell, we are absolutely in love with him. <laughs> he says hi. I'm going to put him down. Okay. There we go. <sighs> so despite some terrible weeks of everything being on fire and not being able to go for our walks because of an unhealthy air quality. Yeah. Uh, River is our little beacon of light. Yeah. He's great. He sleeps through the night. He's wonderful. Yeah. He's so kind. A little scared. Actually, pretty scared when we got yeah. him. He's still pretty timid and, like, afraid of people, but we, our friends are really kind and are working with us to get him used to people. Yeah, we've, uh, we've tried to, <laughs> we've tried, we've introduced him to some friends and, uh, and some family and got, got him in the car, you know. He um, hates the car still. Today was okay, and we hope we just want him to, you know, we want to get past that. We want him to be good in the car, as, yeah. as, as good as possible, you know. Some things are just, you're, it's baked in, and you'll never be good in the car. But mm -hmm. uh, some exposure at this time is hopefully for the best. Yeah, we want him to kind of be like our road dog and be able to go with us. And he's my emotional support animal because I am a woman of my word. So uh, I did get that paper. And um, I did get my landlord's blessing, which was really, like, so great. Um, so I do want to be able to take him with me. I can fly with him, too, with this paper. So I want to take him with me. But I also don't want him, like, we're working on separation anxiety right now because he's really, like, glued to us. And he wants to, like, always know where we are. You specifically. Yeah, he's kind of glued to me. Um He's kind of afraid of men, though, in general. So he's coming around to Richie. He def Richie is definitely his favorite man <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the whole world. Like but I can pet him and feed him and cuddle him and hug him. him. But yeah. um, he doesn't like, he's starting to wag his tail when he sees me, but he doesn't miss me. Like if Ashley goes to do something like outside, like, I don't know, put in a load of laundry or garbage, or if she's like out for any moment at all he'll wait by the door and i don't i don't get that yet so like we're worried about that because of how close he is to ashley and how worried he is without her mm. uh, but for me it's not not there yet i'm not trying to get there really but no but he's <laughs> coming around to you for sure and today like every day is better and better and better yeah and it's only been a week and he's we're doing you know we're trying the exposure, yeah. the all of the exposure. Yeah, he's like between three and four years old, and before that, he was a street dog, and um, he had a good foster mom before us, but she only had him for two weeks. Um, so he's only been in like a loving and stable home for three weeks out of his three years of life. So yeah. all things considered, he's doing pretty good. It's the start for us, and like it's where it stops for him. This is where. This is this is forever home. We're yeah. so we're so happy. Yeah, and um, it's not the same. Like I get really like 
um, annoyed when people like sometimes it's not all the time. Sometimes I find it really sweet actually, but some people with kids are annoying when they're like, you don't even know what true happiness feels like until you have a child or you don't even know what love is until you have a child. Like sometimes I find that to be really sweet and, but sometimes if it comes from the right person in the right place, but sometimes I find it to be kind of insulting like, Oh, because I'm child free. I don't know what love is like, but um, for me, this was getting a dog was absolutely 100% the right thing to do at this point in my life um, because I, I mean, I was just telling um, Richie earlier today, like my fit, like I have the data, like my Fitbit is like, I'm sleeping deeper. My resting heart rate has gone down. Like I just feel better and I just feel happier and more at peace and um he makes us laugh like so much every day. We're laughing every day. Um, and he just makes us so happy. He does. Yeah. So for me, it was absolutely the right thing to do because um, I needed it more than I even thought I did, even though I knew I wanted it. I, I wanted it even more than I thought. So he's my therapy dog for sure. <laughs> he really is. He makes me feel better. Um so yesterday I was like laid out just with lady problems, just laid out, just feeling like absolute trash. And it was just so nice. Like normally I just lay in bed all day with a heat pack on my uterus and he was my heat pack on my uterus and watching TV, you know, just like, it's just so nice to have him around. He's a great cuddler and he doesn't like bark or even CEO of, yeah, <laughs> CEO of, he just yeah. goes, that's At the very most. Yeah. <laughs> for now, anyway. It takes a few weeks for their personalities to really shine. So, yeah, just we, like babies. Whenever someone has a baby, they're like, my baby is such a good sleeper. And then their baby's like a month old, and they're like, they don't sleep. It's like, just breaking them in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. He's um, Beagle and um, Chihuahua, according to the, uh, the, uh, the adoption group, DPS, Doggy Protective Services. Yeah. Um, I, I mostly agree. I think maybe... Um, some weenie dog in there. Yeah, some, some dachshund. dachshund. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like a long body. Um, yeah, he's a great sleeper. He's a great eater. So he's definitely our son. <laughs> yeah. He loves to eat and sleep and hang out. All he wants to do with you really is just cuddle and hang out and watch TV with you and sit in your lap or sit right next to you. And he um he needs like a 30 minute walk a day and then he's like good. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes for like you know, the final pee of the night. Yeah. He doesn't even want to go. You no, know, he like, like oh. cries when we put the leash on him. He just wants to go to bed, please. But I take him outside and he lifts his leg. He pees for like 90 seconds. I'm like, you had to go, buddy. <laughs> but you just didn't want to. You just wanted to hold it. Um, Yeah, he's so sweet. He's so sweet. He's, I love him so much. It's been great. And like, um, <laughs> we, we joke that Sammy's looking down on us like, Ugh guys are disgusting yeah sammy's like are you are you serious right now <laughs> you replaced me with that with a dog like oh god because i wanted you know i always say when sammy dies i'm gonna go to hawaii for two weeks and then when i come home i'm gonna get two cats like 
because, you know, I love cats and I still love cats, but I'm always going to be kind of a dog person. I'm always a dog. I've been a dog person my whole life, but I do love cats. River loves cats too. He wants to play with every cat that he sees in a very cute, like curious, fun way. He was, his foster mom had a cat, so he's used to having a cat buddy. Yeah. Um, And two dogs. Yeah. So it's not out of the question to have another, to have a kitty. (laughs) I might get River a kitty. Maybe sometime down the road. Yeah. Um, not in this apartment or I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to get two cats and name them Gary Oldman and Alan Rickman. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, I like naming animals after people, after celebrities that I love River Phoenix. As you guys know, if you listen to the pod, you know, I love River Phoenix. So seemed like a good fit for him. Yeah. Very special dog based on a very special person. Yeah. I made River watch my own private Idaho the other night. So um, just so that he knew what his namesake was really, you know, his range. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that range. His yeah. range. And, um, yeah, then we watched uh, we watched Mulan because I was listening to Las Culturistas, which is my favorite podcast. So, like, if you guys need a funny, lighthearted, good podcast to listen to, listen to Las Culturistas. It's with Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers. Bowen Yang is on SNL. Um, that's where you might know him from. And Matt Rogers is like his best friend and an accomplished man in his own right. They're hilarious together. Their chemistry is unbelievable. And I love that podcast. But anyway, they were talking about the new Mulan movie and how the new Mulan movie sucks. And that made me kind of bummed because, uh, I love Mulan, like the original Disney movie. And I wanted to watch the new Mulan, but then I keep hearing how terrible it is. And so I like, I'm scared to watch it. Yeah. I wanted to form my own opinion and eventually I will once it's not, once it's not $30. Yeah. Once it's not behind a paywall. It's um, crazy. So I'll watch it for the regular price because they're going to have to do something. It's it's getting trash. So like it doesn't, it doesn't deserve the $30 at least from what I'm hearing. But I always want to make my own opinion and I I do want to watch it, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. I mean, um, people, I, uh, whose opinions I value from outlet sites and stuff like that. Like, yep. It's, it's getting dragged through the mud and I kind of want to see now. I kind of want to see why Kayla saw it. And she said that it was not bad. Like she was like, I don't know why it's getting trash. Like I didn't hate it. Um, but then when I found out on Las Culturistas says that in the new Mulan, she doesn't cut her hair off with the sword. It's like that's a very memorable scene. rob us of that beautiful scene that would actually work really well in live action um and then they were saying like so they were talking they were comparing the animated feature to the new one and um bowen ying said something that like never occurred to me until i watched it which was like until i rewatched it i, I rewatched the animated film which is like best disney villain death like in history because Mulan uses the fan in the animated feature. Mulan uses the fan to flip the sword or to disarm like the, you know, the head general guy, the, whatever his name is. That <laughs> forget. Um, but the Huns, the bad guys, I forget the, the leader name. of the Huns, whatever his name is. But then in that moment, it's so cool because she gets kicked out of the army for being a woman but in that moment, Mulan is weaponizing her femininity. And that is what is saving, like, all of China. <laughs> so tight. So tight. Mulan is, like, the coolest, one of the coolest Disney princesses, for sure. Um, yeah, she's she's badass. She's so badass. 
Anyway. I love that movie so much. Yeah, but I was going to ask you, Richie. So if you had to go in order from the worst to the best of the Disney live action remakes. Oh. (laughs) God. I would probably have to pull up a list of all of them because we probably can't remember. You can probably remember. Um, I mean, I guess we would have to pull up a list. I don't know where my phone is. Sorry. Oh, your phone's right there. Yeah. Um. I don't, I mean, oh, none of them I were, know what would be on the bottom for you. None of them would be, none of them are good, in my opinion. Some some are, like, tolerable. Some are, like, okay, that didn't have to be made, but I'm not, you know. And then the rest are just, like, ass. Let me see here. Disney. Is this camera filming us? Yeah. Oh, okay, because I was thinking, I thought it was, like, over here, like, your webcam, but it's up here. No, I don't have Now I'm just going to look like I'm looking at myself the whole time. Which, oh, it's fine. I mean, you don't have to look like this. I know, but I was looking at the monitor, which oh, is that's fine. That's it's natural. I mean, it's kind of whatever. a bad habit, though. I don't think, for the record, I don't think I look good right now. <laughs> I do. Jeez, <laughs> it's kind of warm. I don't know why I chose a sweater. I can see myself turning red. <clears throat> okay, so we're there's Sorry. Mulan from 2020. Didn't watch it. Aladdin. <sighs> that would be at the bottom for you. It's pretty low. I really hated that. Yeah, um, Lion King. Lion King came out the same year, and I was expecting to hate it just as much, um, but I didn't. I I didn't love it, but yeah, it was fine. It was just fine. Like it didn't need to be made, but it was just fine. Didn't watch Dumbo. Didn't watch Lady and the Tramp. Beauty and the Beast was. Uh, I'd put it in the same as Lion King. Tolerable, unnecessary. Didn't watch Jungle Book, although I've heard that's one of the best. Um, all of the Alice in Wonderland movies. No, I didn't watch Maleficent. And I actually did. Yeah, I think you actually like those. I kind of have a guilty pleasure for Maleficent, even though I'm not an Angelina fan. Um, I kind of liked it. I kind of thought it was good. That's fine. You know, <laughs> if it changes your mind, that's cool. It's doing something right. Yeah, um, it was definitely entertaining, but it wasn't entertaining in like a Disney way. It was entertaining in like a Lifetime movie kind of way. Or like Once Upon a Time, if you guys like that show. Yeah. I love Once Upon a Time. Um, And you can drag me, drag me, drag me to hell. She's for a like, oncer. Drag me to hell for being a oncer because I... <laughs> fucking am i love that show and i eat it up the bad cgi the stupid plot lines i love it (laughs) i love once upon a time season one i watched with you all of it and it was okay oh it's so bad it was like uh, i see they're just trying to have fun like yeah they they really just unraveled all that disney has done so far and like Mm kind of ran with like their own story, their own version of this and that. And like, that's cool. I mean, whatever. Take your creative liberties where you want. I don't even know who directed that show. Um, and there was some fun to be had, but it was yeah. it was lowbrow, lifetime quality. And that sometimes can be a good thing because we love those trashy movies. I love trash. And I love soap operas and things like that, which is basically it what is. it is. Yeah, It's that's, like a Disney, it's a soap, Disney opera. soap opera. Yeah. Because like... You know, Peter Pan is Rumpelstiltskin's father. They find a way to, like, integrate all these characters and make them make sense together, which I actually, like, loved about it. But anyway, I think Beauty and the Beast was probably my favorite live-action remake, even though Emma Watson, they said this in Lost Culture, he says, too, like, Emma Watson's not a great singer, but, like, it's okay. I d- it didn't take me away from that. I heard uh, it was, you know, I, I think I think Johnny mentioned that it was noticeably auto-tuned and i i didn't 
Um, I didn't notice. I wasn't I wasn't trying to, but like I, I left the theater like just fine. I I didn't know that's something I didn't pick apart. Um, and I I, I mean Beauty and the Beast, the animated movie is top three for me. It's actually third. It's like Aladdin, Lion King, and <laughs> in order of Beauty worst to best. best, you mean Aladdin is the worst. Oh, you mean like Disney animated feature? Okay. Yeah, that's my favorite top three right oh, there. okay. And that's why I fucking watched the live action ones in the theater because I was like, uh, I have to, I have to at least give it a shot. You know, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't like to tell people to like not watch movies or if we want to talk movies, I always try to say like, have you seen it yet? Like, you know, cause we can talk about it then uh, with, with less filter, but you know, just, I think I've said this before on the podcast. Like if you just want to watch a movie, just do it, you know, make your own opinion. Sometimes it's hard though. Cause like I said, even like, even I said, there are people who you trust, whose opinion you trust. And it's like, if they're not going to like it, I probably won't. But I've been surprised by myself, you know? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of times actually just, just watch it. Just, you know, just do it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I almost didn't want to watch Lion King. I was expecting it to be worse than Aladdin. And uh, that wasn't the case for me. I kind of feel like Lion King doesn't even really count as like a live action thing because it's just so it's all like animated CGI. Yeah. So and like, how is it live action? Yeah. Yeah. It, that was probably the biggest complaint for most people. And I can see both sides. Like, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to animate like realist photorealistic animals, like, you know, lions and all the hyenas, everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's easy to do, but there's a line where it becomes either too cartoony or like the line that where you didn't do enough and they look like robots. And that, uh, that, that was the line for a lot of people. I, I was, I was torn on the animation. It kind of didn't bother me so much, but like if they did it, if they overdid it, then it would have looked weird and it would not have looked right. Like, you know, uh, animators have the freedom to make cartoons from scratch, from scratch, uh, as expression, like, uh, um, incredibly expression, uh, expressive, expressive. Yeah. I was trying to say ex like expression lists, but the opposite of that. So thank you. Yeah. They were, they're incredibly expressive, just like any Disney movie. Um, but when you cross over to CG, you can only do so much before it looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> and like you, know, you can only lift their eyebrows so much or open their mouth so much before it becomes like a mess. Like they were going for photorealism and I get it, but you know, that's my opinion. I, I wasn't bothered by the level they ended up on as far as like animation. Mm. And I love the movie so much. Like, you know, uh, I love the animated movie so much that uh, it was, I was sort of like forgiving it a little and I shouldn't. So overall, that's why I left the theater kind of just torn. Like I, Overall, I still don't think it needed to be made. Didn't we watch it here? I thought I threw Lion King on Disney Plus after, right after we got it, and you were, like, half watching it, half not. No, I think we watched... Well, I remember watching it in the theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, I I mean, Beauty and the Beast, for me, the, re the remake, I thought was, like, fun and held my attention, and I thought the songs were good, and I also loved... I liked the Josh Gad casting as LeFou, and... Oh, yeah. I liked the actor. What's the, I always forget his name, but the actor that plays Gaston. I always forget his name too. He's just the guy, the bad guy from Fast and Furious to me. Yeah. And I never remember his He's name. He's a good bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what, what I'm expecting from Mulan is like 
there, I know there's no Mushu, which is like that mm. kind of broke my heart. Like, yeah, there is. I, I mean, I, like maybe now it wouldn't fit in as well. Like, I think they could have worked around it and incorporated uh, like someone. I don't know. You were saying like Mulan should have a friend, like enough. A, a a Mushu can be psychic. a person, yeah. And but maybe his name wouldn't be Mushu. Maybe you know it'd be like a like a normal Chinese name. But yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I, I don't know what I'm expecting from Mulan, I guess, I'm, but I do, the actress, they, they filmed it, I'm reading more and more criticism because of where it was filmed and how the people involved are not good, supporting the wrong causes politically in China, I don't know that much about it, but like, um, there's some, but one of the critiques from Bowen Yang was, I think Mulan tried too hard to be too PC, which is almost impossible to do, especially with something like this, but it they they just missed the marks, but I'll I'll watch it. I will too. I I don't I haven't kept up with, you know, its production <laughs> uh political correctness, but um I yeah. I do want to watch it for myself despite everything. I was just texting with Daniel about and Aaron about the um the show I'm watching on HBO called The Vow, which is a docu-series about Nexium or Nexium? Nexium? Nexvium? Nexvium. Because yeah. I kept saying Nexium, which is the heartburn medicine. And ye, I think what you said was Nexvium. I keep messing it up. But anyway, it's this cult. <laughs> it's They're a very all about heartburn. No. <laughs> They're all about controlling women and making them sex slaves. Um, it was terrible i overheard one part that you were listening to i was like what the fuck are you listening to and i was telling daniel like it sucks because in my dark in my worst of times like you're a slave and you have a master and the master does readiness drills with you so you have to be like you have to be like uh ready for a readiness drill so if you're a slave anytime your master texts you a question mark you just have to respond rm which means ready master and you have to do it within 60 seconds otherwise you get punished like really bad that's and so i was telling daniel i'm embarrassed because like i'm always staring at my fucking phone i could respond ready master like i would be good at that in my when i'm on it like when I, sometimes when i get on my phone i get wrapped up and then i'm glued to it which is why i have to take breaks from it like right now i don't know where my phone is and it feels really good um but when i'm on when you know what i mean people that um no i don't think i do i'm just kidding i'm really addicted to my phone in quarantine i used to um before all this happened, I had a screen time limit on my phone for two hours a day, and I would obey it. Oh, really, master, the master is your phone then. The phone, I'm the slave to my phone. Well, that's I'm the master of my phone because I'm like, I've had enough of you. That's it. But mm, anyway. I don't know. It sounds like it was calling the shots. Like it's true. I had a up. screen time limit of two hours a day because I told myself, I don't need to be on my phone for more than two hours a day. But it's crazy because it took me so long to get accustomed to just two hours a day because when I first started I was on like I looked at my I would look at my screen time report and I was on my phone five six hours a day which is like what what the fuck am I even doing so I said that at first I started off with four then I went down to three then I went down to two and before quarantine I was really good I was like two two hours which is not a lot because our commute time is about 35 40 minutes on the bus so I would spend that time on my phone just on the bus looking Scanning at my phone scrolling through instagram scrolling through twitter 
And then, you know, when you have like a lull in between meetings or a break at work on your lunch, you look at your phone and then you look at your phone all throughout the day when someone texts you, you text them back. Then on the way home on the bus, I look at my phone. Then I get home and look at my phone and then I watch TV and then I get into bed and then I look at my phone. So I was like always looking at a screen and that freaked me out. But now in quarantine, like I think we were in quarantine for like four days, like literally on like March 17th. I was like, I'm going to turn off my screen time. <laughs> like I deserve this. <laughs> And now it's really bad because um, I watch YouTube videos on my phone and I watch Netflix on my phone, too. So sometimes like the screen time report is like you were on your phone for seven hours and 45 minutes today. Yeah, Your phone is too hot. It is overheating. Please turn it off. That's what I like about the iPhone I have now. The battery life is really good. <laughs> Ashley has the 10R. So it's the biggest, beefiest boy. The bad. It lasts like over 24 hours. So that's cool. I thought you broke it and it stopped doing that. Or I don't have to charge it every day. That's cool. Yeah, every other day. Same here. Yeah, but that's because you take good care of your stuff. And Richie also, he would show me just kind of like showing off. Like I'd be like, I was on my phone for four hours. I already hit my screen time limit and it's, you know, like 11 a.m. And then by the time we got home, Richie would be like, I would look at Richie's phone and be like, screen time, 29 minutes. I'm like, 29 minutes? Yeah, and it was like slack and it's like 7 p.m and you've been on your phone for 29 minutes all day i wasn't i don't care about i mean i wasn't too proud of that i was proud of my battery conservation though because like (laughs) when i got home you're like look it's like five percent and it's me it's like oh check it out (laughs) 90 percent yeah richie's definitely not addicted to his phone um and i don't know how you manage that i'm just like well i mean you know you take it away from somewhere and you put it somewhere else. It's like, you know, I'm playing video games. Yeah. A um, a lot less. So, I mean, not a lot less. So just, um, it's, it's, it's been pretty busy at work. And so like when I am done, uh, playing games for work, it sounds so stupid, but it's like, you know, I just want to break and not play any video games at all for the evening, not for entertainment. And, um, some nights, I'm like, yeah. And Tony Hawk just came out, so I'm like, okay, I'm getting back into it a little bit. Because um, Tony Hawk's been great. I can't, I can't believe what a great job. It's just it's just everything I wanted. Um, the music is good. I can hear the music from when you're playing it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's a remake of the first two games, and each track originally had, like, whatever, 10 or 14 tracks. And they added all of those back in, pretty much, and added, like, God, like, 50 more songs so like it doesn't repeat often so it's great the music is great i know i'm not the only person um i have friends too similarly but just hearing all those songs brings me back because it's like kind of a funny but weird embarrassing story like where um if you listen to punk uh, and the question comes up like oh how did you get into punk and for me i'm like oh my brother's tony hawk game <laughs> like a, when it I was, was a start for a lot of a us. kid yeah listening to like that was the first time i heard the suicide machines and um face to face i think face to face is on the original soundtrack or no. no no bad religion yeah maybe yeah. not that because my mom was a bad religion fan so i learned that from my mom but yeah the first time i heard all these bands was on that game and then um you know i went to my first warp tour when i was 12 <laughs> yeah back when they were two days yeah and it mattered and i don't it know mattered. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that i liked playing we played i told richie we played it on the pc yeah the uh pc port not, not that common that's pretty cool 
I'm just seeing what this little buster's doing. Sniffing around. Yeah, he's definitely part beagle because of the way that he tracks and traces <laughs> everything with his scent. Riverino. Hey. Maybe it's that collar again. Come here, buddy. He got a bath today. Yeah, he's pretty good in the bath. He, yeah, he wasn't the first time, but, I mean, God, it was like his second day with us, and we just wanted to give him a clean start. So. I couldn't take it. He fucking stunk. He stunk. He smelled like, well, that other lady did. the button? Does he smell like? No. This is an, un wait, it's an unprogrammed button? He smells like, there it is. He did. Yep. <laughs> now he smells good. Now he smells like sea salt and uh, eucalyptus and lavender. And happiness. Yeah. <laughs> But the dog, we brought him to the dog park today. He only wanted to play with the big dogs because so far he's only played with big dogs. So he was not interested in the little dogs. He wanted to play with the big dogs. Um, yeah. If maybe you can send me that video. Ashley took a cute video of him yeah, at the dog I'll send park. It to you. There's a fence, a, a chain link fence that separates um, big dogs and small dogs. And he was right up at the gate, like, hey, can I play? He's currently trying to destroy his bed right now. Yeah. <sighs> that little bed, I didn't know it came in two pieces. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got it because he, there's his bed is a cushion and the bed that surrounds it, and um, he just tears them apart and he fucks it all up. But it's pretty funny because he's he's actually very much a spaz despite our first few nights with him. Yeah, he's definitely good at chilling. He's like very good at relaxing and he loves to hang out and chill with you. But when he gets a be in his butt. He goes kind of ape. He, yeah. Yeah, he's a spaz. But he gets anyway. The I know. Now I'm one of those people that just won't shut up about their dog. But I just like. Hey, man, we haven't had one. Like, we're. We've we never deserve. had one together, you and I. Yeah. Been together for 14 years. I've never had a dog together. Just, uh, well, not just, but one beautiful cat. Yeah. And she's. More than sufficed our our pet. Oh yeah, she was our baby. Yeah, she still is. Oh, Sammy. We still miss Sammy. We talk about her every day. I think about her every day. I think I'll think about her every day until I die. It's hard not to, especially in this house where she, you know, lived her most of her life. Oh yeah, but this dog is definitely helping me heal my broken heart for sure. It is. It's it's great having him around. Just like. I felt like there are some things that I feel like with just having another pet, like, oh, it's just nice to have another little living thing to care yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, Sammy, when Sammy would get up and walk around, I'd be like, oh, it's just good to see you, Sammy. Like, I love you, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it would, it would break up my day or just make me think of her and, you know, shift focus and just kind of, uh, you know, help me tune out of whatever I was doing, mostly work or whatever. But just having a pet is great, and I'm so glad it worked out. Um, I'm scrolling through our, our other comments. What are you doing? <laughs> scrolling through our comments from last week. Um, uh -oh. um, we got a few, uh, uh, Paulette asks who my favorite character on Degrassi is. Mm. We're still watching by the way. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. just the show that doesn't seem to have an end in sight. <laughs> um, we're actually almost there to like the, well, from where you stopped watching. Cause yeah, when still, they all graduate. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They are that class. Well, um, I don't think I have a favorite character. I commented back that I feel like and they're like all my children. <laughs> and um, Spinner. No, it's not You've Spinner. You've warmed up to Spinner. No. I'm <laughs> I'm back and forth. At first I was like, he's 
a punk and I hate him and he's annoying and he's not even a good friend and he yeah. got Jimmy shot. So like, how am I going to like mm. Spinner? And he's annoying and he, anyway. My um, favorite character I think is Liberty. Not me. She's okay. And she's, I've, uh, she's grown on me too. Yeah. But, um, Joe's also asked what other, like, uh, oh, first of all, she wanted to encourage you to do your cooking stuff, be it on Instagram, YouTube or whatever. And then she asked, um, like what other true crime you've been listening to any particular case unsolved cold murder um oh i really want to get my phone because i have a list i started i'll I'll read the question you can go ahead okay i don't know where my phone is hold on she said ash you mentioned you like true crime is there any particular case that stuck with you either that um oh that stuck with either of you that make you feel a little paranoid i i don't listen to true crime myself but um I don't know. It's it's definitely we talked about this. Like, um, Ashley gets. Ah, sorry. Ow. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Ashley does all the podcasts or all the uh, the murder stuff listening to in this house in this here house. Yeah, because I'm a woman. And uh, okay, and yeah. she said, um, "Joe's also asked before reading anything." Um, I tried this one fucking book that's just sitting on my side of the uh, the couch. It's hard to focus right now. It is. And, you know, stupid regular excuse. I just would rather play my phone. Um, and this is the book I'm trying to read is not a podcast. Or, or it's not available in audiobook form. Uh, but thanks, Jose, for your question, as always. Thank you, Jose. I'm going to first go through all the books that I've consumed <laughs> in, you found a, your phone. Um, in a while. Um, I'm not going to go through all of the ones that I've read in quarantine. Um, this is a combo. I have the Audible app, which is, like, awesome. Audible sponsor me um because i'm your biggest fucking fan where you at um but i get the version on audible where you can open it on your kindle or on your phone and read it and then you can also listen to it and it'll pick back up where you left off so you can do like a combo that's a that's a version that you pay for more the well yeah i I have a subscription to that service Oh, okay yeah it just okay you made it sound like when you just download audible out the gate you have to have a kindle for it to work but yeah Mm -hmm. Or, or or on the app like okay. The Kindle, yeah, the, the reading app. Okay, so you can like download. So that's what I've been doing. So you download them and you listen to them when you are doing dishes or like uh, doing chores or you need to multitask and you're listening while doing something else. And then you can read it on your Kindle or on your phone when you're just like hanging out. So <laughs> I have a bunch. I think I counted the other day. I've consumed like between reading and listening like 30 books um, in the last five months. Um the first one, I really want to recommend this uh, if you are a fan of true crime because this is kind of true crime, kind of like a gossipy. Um, it's just really fun to read or listen to. It's this book called My Friend Anna from Rachel Williams by Rachel Williams, Rachel Deloche Williams, My Friend Anna. Guys, you have to read or listen to this book. This is about a New York socialite named Anna Delvey who befriends this girl named Rachel. Rachel works at a magazine. They become friends, friends of friends, whatever. And Anna just presents as like this really rich, like millionaire, I think. And she's from uh, Russia or something. I think so. And she um, just starts paying like her, like, so Anna and Rachel become really good friends. And like, Anna's like always paying for their nice dinners, taking her to all these cool art shows they're doing. And then all of a sudden, like, um, 
Anna starts asking Rachel, hey, can you get it this time? Can you pay for our personal training session? Can you pick up brunch? Can you? And then Rachel, and then she's like, okay, but you'll pay me back, right? Anna, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting on more money for my dad. So basically Anna is um, a con artist and starts stealing from Rachel. And it gets so bad that they, Anna's like, oh, I can book us a private jet to Morocco. We can go on a vacation anyway. Um, Rachel, little magazine editor, gets stuck with like the $48,000 bill of a private resort in Morocco. You guys, and it's just like a really good, it's really short. I finished it a day. It's just a good um, tale of a manipulation and just like how you can use someone so easily and get in there, how money is such a tool for power. You know, it's just, it's really good terrible i i I, uh read this really good memoir from uh this woman named axton hamilton the less people know about us this is about identity theft and this one fucked me up jose because (laughs) this one is about identity theft and the person who stole her identity she her ever since she was a kid their their parents always had to move always had to open new bank accounts because they're like god someone keeps stealing our identity keeps stealing our credit cards the entire time i remember this it was her mother the entire time so that one is so good but i'm not really spoiling it because she kind of says it in the beginning like this is how my mother ruined my life basically so it's called the less people know about us that one is so good um god yeah is it i just love kind of it's anything that's like a memoir slash true crime is like i'm really feeling that right now see that's why i really liked the anna the anna delvey book my friend anna it's so good. It's like a, it's like a Bravo show gone wild, but darker. Um, I've been listening to a lot of books about um, just the paranormal, which is usual for me. I like listening to anything about psychic powers, ghosts, spirits, all sorts of things. So if you are interested in that, let me know. <laughs> um, I listen to Anthony Bourdain's books because I've read them, but I listen to them during quarantine. Yeah. Uh, listening to him talk is just like therapy. So Medium Raw is like, I've decided my favorite book by Anthony Bourdain. I love Kitchen Confidential. It's a great book, but Medium Raw is actually my favorite. Man, um, hearing his voice is just like calming. Like yeah, watching any of his shows, hearing him talk about things, gush yeah. about things, just describe things on his adventures, especially the older he got. He was um, top of his game and I miss him a lot. A lot of times I just like, it's, it's happening less, but like, I just forgot he's, you know, I forget he's gone. Like, I, yeah, it's hard to believe when someone is so like, uh, when their presence is just so powerful and comforting, it's like, it, it, it is almost like they never, because you know, he, he didn't die for us. Cause it's not like we knew him and we never met him. So he exists in the same capacity that he always existed for us. Just like on TV. It's true. That's how I feel about Robin Williams. Like it's a, uh, it's, it's hard and like I, it's uh hard to accept, hard to swallow, hard, hard to, I don't know, uh, admit that he's not with us anymore. Uh, yeah. I still, you know, think about him, like to think about him, miss him. Another true crime memoir that is really good is Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. He's an amazing journalist. Um, his mom was me- the great actress Mia Farrow. This is the Harvey Weinstein book about him interviewing Rose McGowan and like all that shit that went down. Um, that's an amazing book. 
I recommend that was really he that book is really well written I I after I read that book I wasn't sure because I I've read Ronan Farrow's articles and stuff before but um and they're great but he and he's really dedicated to research so that's like why I respect him but I didn't know how it would work in like a book but it was really well written I really liked the book um when we were in Joshua Tree we rewatched the fire festival documentary <laughs> those are good documentaries um, not the Hulu one what's the other one then we watched the Netflix one. Nef- okay. Yeah, called Firefest. So I, I was think. still like, it's like I almost hadn't watched it. And I was on the edge of my seat again. It's just such a shit show. Yeah. It's so, it was great. It's just great. Like, it's a great documentary. Like, it was made really well, like, despite the subject. Like, it's very engaging. Um, very good. And, of course, the subject matter was crazy, but fuck, man. <laughs> What a mess. It's so good. Like, I don't really give a shit about tea or anything like that, but this had all the details from every point of view, all the gossip and everything that went wrong for, you know. The famous, like, I was about to suck some dick for a a pallet of Evian water. For water, yeah. And it wasn't, that was not easier to watch. Yeah. The second time around. (laughs) Talk about a team player. You, I mean, like, no. he was like, he was down for his company, like he literally going to go down for his company. Like the worst part was the dude, when he did confront him, he's like, he was ready to S his D and the dude, he was like, you don't, he's like, no, no. I mean, don't worry about it. Like, I'll give you the water. Just make sure you pay me first when you get your money. Okay. And he did. <laughs> he, yeah. He didn't have to suck anything. I know. <laughs> well, was, he, God. <laughs> and I was, we were actually just having this conversation because Richie is like, um, you know, I consider Richie to be kind of a workaholic and like a perfectionist. And um, I'm not. And I was telling Richie, like, but I like my job and I like try hard, but I'm not, you know, I told Richie, like, if you were any company that would forget about you or replace you like the day after you died, you don't need to die working for them. Because, and all this, we're a family shit. Don't ever believe that. That's toxic. If your work is like, we're a family here. It's like, that's just your way of manipulating me into doing things that a, an employer shouldn't do. <laughs> um, anyway, back to podcast, Jost. Um, Leah Remini just put out a, um, a, a podcast called Scientology Fair Game. And it's just all about the concept of fair game in Scientology, which is a concept in Scientology that if you speak against Scientology, you are now an enemy of Scientology and anything that happens to you that just so happens to happen to you uh, is your fault. I um, love her. I love her and fear for her sometimes. I know. The, the wrath of Scientology people. Everyone um, on her show is like, stay safe, Leah. Watch out for yourself. And she's like, I will. She's... <laughs> She's such a hot broad, though. I love her. Um, there's a really good podcast that I really think deserves everyone's support because it's from two college students who just did this amazing true crime podcast called The Orange Tree. Um, that one kind of stuck with me because it's about um, a girl in college, San Luis Obispo. Um, so it's like, you know. Slow Doco, what up? Sponsor the video. <laughs> yeah, we love you, Slow Doco. Really good donuts. Um, Fuck. So they, um, this girl in college at San Luis Obispo befriends this guy who has like a reputation of being kind of troubled and he, he, he 
can't really, you know, keep his head above water with his classes and he drinks a lot, but she's like, but he's a good person. He has it. And she trusts the wrong guy and he ends up literally decapitating her. My God. I know it's dark. Enough. These two students at San Luis Obispo made a podcast about, and they did it in such a good way because I feel like, especially with gory murders, they really just try to bank on the torture and murder of somebody like on the podcast to get you to listen because people like myself are like, um, sick for details and but they talk about it in a really respectful way they have a whole ep- they have like two whole episodes just dedicated to the woman who was murdered just about her personality and her life and what she liked to do and what she liked to eat and what she liked to read and the stuff that she thought was funny like they do a good job honoring her and not playing into the goriness while also telling this man's story the guy that decapitated her um good so Lord. The Orange Tree is a really good podcast, and it's a small podcast, um, but it's doing really well, and I'm really happy for them. Um, I really like everything Wondery ever did, so any Wondery podcast is good. There's so many. Um, Dr. Death is probably my favorite one from Wondery. Um, I really, I'm obsessed with the Black Dahlia murder, like any good punk kid, you know, from the early 2000s. So, um the murder, not the band. I don't really know what the band is. I don't know much about the band, but um, there's a really good podcast about the Black Dahlia murder, which is hosted by the two granddaughters of the alleged murderer. Love that concept. Love that they're so open to talk about their their grandpops. So it's 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 about him, but, but it's also about their family history. Uh, the podcast is called Root of Evil. I really recommend that one. Um, that's my favorite Black Dahlia one. Um, was that enough podcasts? (laughs) Very, very hefty, um, uh, recommendations here. I also really like, um, David Ridgen. He's a Canadian journalist and he hosts Someone Knows Something. That's a really popular, um, true crime podcast, but there's like six seasons. Every season is amazing. Um, there's plenty of stuff for you to, for you to get up and vanished is one that I just finished. Also really good. Um, that's a cult one. Catch up, Jose. Where you at? Fuck. <laughs> She's probably listened to a bunch of these. Um, I would re- I would say if you haven't listened to the Orange Tree, Jose has probably a pretty good one to start because I, I think it's good for um, like young people to listen to if they're just getting into true crime because they do talk about what happened to her, but no more than in a way that I just described. They don't go into gory details. I've listened to murder podcasts before where they talk about you know maggots and and decomposition like they don't get into gritty details like that because the 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 girl who was murdered her parents helped make this podcast you okay over there (laughs) i'm getting choked up no i really just had to burp um (laughs) what else is new but yeah that thank you good question yeah excellent (laughs) question jose um i don't know about anything new i did want to mention if you're still listening god bless you thank you yeah um because, no, we're actually just reaching the hour mark. Um, yeah. I like uh, like to address our, our late listeners and say what's up. Thank you all the time. Thank you for tuning in um, and hanging out with us. Um, I did want to address, not address, just um, open the floor to you guys. If, you, um, if you're an artist or you want to, sh- um, you know, if you have work or business, business or something you want to promote, like, and you're a fan of the show, like, and motorcycles sorry um let us know you know we'd love to drop the promo for you i mean you've got a you've got you got friends here you've got an audience um yeah so let us know yeah like you know shout out to my cousin johnny who is a dj is a dj is a great dj at j-a-w-k 
Yeah. Yes. Book him for like literally everything. He's the best DJ I know. No cap. Yeah. It's not even a bias. Like, uh, no, he's just fucking go to, good. He's just good. <laughs> and he can read a room, which is very crucial. Yeah. Um, he can turn it around if things are, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't even think he needs to. He just knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah. So shout out and promote a Johnny. Yeah. Hire him. And Weddings. Joe's. He does it all. He's a great artist. Joe's is a great artist. Check out her Instagram. She is amazing. I, I always think Lamer back. art with two R's, I think. Uh, Did I get that wrong, Joe? Yeah, it was cutie art. Uh, fuck, I cutie forgot. Cutie lamer or something we like will, that? We will hit up that promo on the bottom. He's going to put it on the bottom of the screen. But for the listeners, uh, cutie lamer. I was lamer, right. Lamer right? art with two R's. Okay. Like, hi. Oh, one of them is like uh, another account. I think the, the one with the art. Yeah, lamer art. You're right. Um, But I always think back to Joe <laughs> when she, she got into drawing um she had this like how to draw anime book and it's like one of my first memories of her like getting into all that stuff i think there were a few of them but chris hart was that the was that the author <laughs> oh you used to work i might have worked with them um no no this was much longer i don't okay, know because no comment oh <laughs> sounds like you have a lot of comments anyway if you have something you want to share let us know i'd love to help i'd love to promote our friends you know like, yeah you guys are making you guys are our, our audience, you know, wanna and it's just, yeah, our friends are our audience, are our audience, but it's so cool because I'm really, one of the silver linings of this whole quarantine for me is seeing all of our friends really shine creatively and just like go for it. I've said that. Yeah. From the beginning, you know what? I'll even throw it. <laughs> Johnny and Joseph's dad started painting. Uh, yeah. It's been, it's been about a year or more now, but I, so enjoy his Facebook page of his his paintings. Like he took up painting, and I think even some this light stuff sculpting little action figures too, right? Or like little statues. Yeah, or? some sort of sculpting. I oh, or, I thought he painted figures or something. Oh, I don't remember. I oh. remember the paintings the most, but I think he dabbled in other things. And it's just so good to see. I totally agree, babes. Like yeah, friends and family just coming out, and they have time to do what they want, you know, for better or worse. But um. We want to support you. Yeah. So let me know. And and anyway, we have the email, ramblerinsrepeat at gmail, um, Instagram, the YouTube comments. Let us know. No, no, no big deal. You know, it's not for money. We just want to. Yeah. That's why we're doing this just for fun. Yeah. It really. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. And now my nuts are falling asleep, which cool. is. I'm sitting on a very small stool, and <laughs> the only time my nuts fall asleep is when um, I'm on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and they have bench seats on the boats, so when I get up, my nuts feel weird. And it's like 9.30, and we haven't eaten dinner. Oh. But okay. we did eat dinner, at, or we did eat lunch at like 3 o'clock, so that's probably why. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Well, that's cool. Enough about my nuts. Let's wrap it up here. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and yeah. um, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, we'll be here next week. Sorry that we skipped last week. We just... We had a lot to do with our little doggy. Yeah. River has been not really a handful, but you know. He's a lot of work. Dogs are a lot of work, but you they're so life. worth it. Yeah. yeah. It was worth it to take a little break, but we're back and we'll see you next week too. Thanks for watching and listening. Let me make sure I got the right button and I'll hit us with the outro. Bye guys. Oh, I got it. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.